God, I thank you. Lord, you're worthy of praise much more than I could ever give. Is he worthy tonight of your praise? Has he ever done anything for you? I said, has he ever done anything for you? That's it. I think he's worthy of that. A little bit more of that. Come on, I give you glory tonight. God, I've come for one reason and one reason alone, and that's to magnify the King of Kings, and that's to glorify the Lord of Lords. That's to give honor where honor is due, and it is only unto you, Lord. You're worthy of my praise. You're worthy of what my lips can give. For God, you've done so much for me, and I appreciate you. Hallelujah. God be the glory. To God be the glory. Tonight, if you would turn in your Bibles to the book of Psalms, chapter number 18. While you're turning there, I want to give honor to this church. I probably have said this before, but giving and delivering the Word of God to this home assembly I probably get more nervous than anywhere else that I preach at. That's because I honor you. Because I love you. Because it's my desire to see and to give something to you that the Lord's given to me. So tonight, as I endeavor to give what God has given to me, I'm going to try to get all these butterflies in a line. And once they get lined up, We'll probably make it somewhere, but if they don't get lined up, we're all in trouble. But again, thank you for this opportunity. I want to say to you, brethren, would much rather you be here than I. But tonight, I got a burden. In this last day that we live in, there are many distractions. In this day that we live in right now, we live in a in a world, the Apostle Paul wrote about there are many voices, none without significance. And if he said that in his time, it's all the more in this time. The time now where we can lose our focus is a time now where our time is easily stolen from us by just the day-to-day -day grind. But I want to speak to us tonight from what God has given to me. Psalms chapter 18, starting with verse number 1. I will love thee, O Lord. Just let me stop right there and say what a, what a statement from David right here. He's making a declaration, a proclamation. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I can't rush through this. Because you got to understand something, what he's saying here. He said, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust. He's my buckler, the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. You will lay your Bibles down, lift your hands towards heaven, and begin to pray that God would anoint each and every one of us to receive something from him tonight, to receive that which he has given. God, I love you. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. But God, I'm asking you right now, Lord, to hide me behind the cross and Lord, speak through me. I give you my lips. I give you my mind. God, I want your anointing upon me, but I want your anointing upon this house. 
Each and every person that is here, Lord, open their minds and open our hearts. Starting with me, Lord, open my mind and open my heart that I might receive of you, God, because I want to make it. Lord, I want to fall in love with you more than I've ever fallen in love with you before. More than I've ever fallen in love with you in my whole entire life, God. My desire is to fall more in love with you. God, I appreciate you, and God, I thank you. Hallelujah, you can be seated tonight for a few moments. I want to talk to you on this subject, falling in love, falling in love. David is known as a man after God's own heart. We find that in the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel, the 13th chapter. Whenever Samuel is speaking to King Saul, he told Saul, he said, But now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought him a man after his own heart. The Lord hath commanded him to captain over his people. Samuel was speaking of David, how that he was searching for someone to deliver and someone to guide his people, someone that would lead his people, but he needed someone that had the heart of God. He needed someone that understood and, and knew what it was that God was intending for. Well, you see, our Bible tells us in Deuteronomy chapter number 6, starting with verse number 1, now these are the commandments the statutes and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that ye may do them in the land whither thou ye go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God, keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the days of thy life that, they day, that thy days might be prolonged. Hear, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and all thy might. This is what David knew growing up all of his life was the commandment that thou shalt love the Lord. There's nothing, there, there is no other avenue, there is no other way about it. You're going to love the Lord your God. You're going to understand, David, that the Lord your God is one Lord, and it's the one Lord that will rule over Israel. He will guide you and he will lead you. you got to understand, David, that it is a commandment unto you that you're going to live by his statutes, that you're going to obey and be obedient to him. You're going to love him with everything that you have, with all of your might. It is a commandment unto you. But we find that David, being commanded of this, I began to look into David's life and in a study of David, it is easy to ascertain that David went beyond the commandment and that David fell in love with the Lord. It was David that can be credited with pinning the 75, 75 of the 150 Psalms that we read in our Bible. And I would say that he probably had some to do with some of the others that are there just by the way they are written and the way that they flow. But David went beyond the law for the law was not the reason that David loved the Lord. We find in, in Psalms chapter number 25 that David wrote, Unto thee, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Oh my God, I trust thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed that trans 
with that which transgress without cause. Does this sound like someone that was living under a commandment? Whenever he goes ahead and he pins the words, he says, Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. This is not a commandment. This is not someone that is under a law whenever he's looking at the person that is commanding him or the, or the God that's commanding him and saying, Lord, not only am I commanded, but God, would you teach me your ways? Would you show me how the path that I should walk? Would you lead me, God? I want more of you. I want to understand what you're all about, God. It's not just a commandment to me that whenever I'm off by myself, I'm writing these psalms saying how that I love you. He said, lead me to thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. There's an understanding. Not only is it a commandment, but my salvation Whenever I need to be delivered, it is you that I look to, God. It is you that are the horn of my salvation. You are the thing, you are the very one that leads me in the way that I should go. It's not someone that needed to be commanded. It's someone that said, remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindness, for they have been forever of old. David was not writing to the people. David was not sending out a commandment. But David was having a conversation with the Almighty. Somebody needs to get a hold of what I'm preaching here tonight. It's not just... It's not just being commanded that you're going to love the Lord. It's not enough just to understand that whenever I'm in trouble, I can call on him. But, oh, God, you got to show me your ways. I got to go beyond what's on this pew. I got to take it out from here into the world in which I live and say, God, you got to show me your ways. My ways are no good. My ways are going to get me in trouble. My ways are earthy. My, my ways are Adam, an Adamic nature that leads me to sin. But God, I've got to have your ways. I'm not going to fear hell. I'm not going to fear judgment because I want to not fear judgment, but I want to fear you and love you because, God, I want to be pleasing to you. I want my life to please you. And not only do I want to say I love you, but I want to hear back that you love me. Psalms chapter 3. David going through, I would have to say, one of the most trying times of his entire life. Absalom, his own son, Raising a coup against him to pull him out, to take his throne from him. The very thing that God had anointed him to. There were people that were rising up against him. We find David, because he had a relationship with God, he was able to say, God... Oh, many are there. How increased are they that trouble me? God, I want to tell you something, Lord, that many there be that say of my soul. Many there be that say that rise against me and say of my soul, there is no help for you in God. See, he had enough relationship that he could sit there and speak to God and say, many there be of my soul, there is no help for him in God. And he writes, Selah. As he waits for a response, I believe 
And as he's sitting there in this turmoil that he's in, he's just explained to God, which knows everything. God knows what's happening. God is in. Can I just stop and tell you that no matter what you're going through, God knows where you're at. No matter who's coming against you, God knows your situation. But it's not going to hurt you one bit to voice your concern. Hey, it's not going to hurt you one bit to say, hey, God, do you realize where I'm at? Hey, God, do you understand what I'm going through? God, it seems like you're nowhere around. I don't understand why you're letting this happen. It's okay to ask God that. But you got to give him time to answer. Because I believe that when David was in that calm after he asked God and he explained to God, Lord, do you understand that there's many that are coming against me? Do you understand, Lord, that it's my own son that is rising up against me and plotting to kill me? Do you realize what turmoil I'm in? He waited for the response, and I believe it was God that spoke to him and said, Hey, remember, Goliath. Hey, remember when it was just you and a big old giant in a valley, and I stepped forth and took a stone, and I guided that stone right to the mark where it needed to be. I was there for you then. I believe it was God was saying, hey, backside of the desert when you were tending sheep and there was an adversary that came against you, I delivered you there. And then it was David that said, oh, but thou, oh, Lord, are a shield unto me. <laughs> whenever everybody's trying to hold my head down, when they think they got me into the water trying to drown me, all I got to do is look up and say, God, but you are the lifter of my head because I remember where you brought me from. I remember what you've done for me. I remember my past. You brought me a mighty long way. You're the lifter of my head. I remember that you're my glory. And I remember, oh, that when I cried unto the Lord, when it seemed like no one could hear me, when I cried unto the Lord, oh, you heard me out of your holy hill. Psalms. Chapter 5, I'm talking about falling in love. I'm talking about understanding the man after God's own heart. The reason that he called him a man after his own heart was because he fell in love with him. He said, give me, give ear to my words, O Lord, and consider my meditation. Hearken unto my cry, my King, my God. For unto thee will I pray. My voice shall thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning I will direct my prayer unto thee and look up. You know, there's too many churches, there's too many Religions, they want you to come into the house of God and they say out of reverence to pray quietly. Some even want you to pray to a saint, not even praying to God. Want you to pray in silence, head bowed. Silently meditating. But when I pray, I pray with a loud voice. When I pray, I exalt his name with a loud voice. Because the, the, the man that was after God's own heart said, My voice shall thou hear in the morning. 
In other words, he's saying, I'm not going to bow my head down and I'm not going to pray silently. But Lord, you're going to hear me pray. I want to have a conversation with you. I don't want it just to be where it's in my mind and I slowly walk around in, 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 in some kind of a, a fog as I try to pray to you. But I'm going to voice my opinion. I'm going to voice my concerns. I'm going to voice my worship. I'm going to voice my praise. I'm going to audibly pray unto the Lord of Lords and the King of kings as I give you glory and as I give you honor I will not be silent Psalms 8 he said oh Lord our Lord how excellent is thy name who has set thy glory above the heavens Psalms chapter 9, he said, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I'm just going to stop right there. That's not my whole heart. I'm sorry. That may get you by, but that ain't going to get me by. Because whenever I want to get a hold of a master, I want him to know where I am. He's got a lot of stuff going on. He's got the whole world he's operating. Hey, Lord, it's me. It's Laren again. I got a situation. I need your help, Lord. I want you to know, God, but first, let me give you some praise. Hey, God, with my whole heart, I'm lifting you up. Why? Because you brought me such a mighty long way. Oh, Lord, I want you to know it's me, God. I'm right here. Hear my voice. I'm going to praise you. With my whole heart, I'm not holding nothing back. I'm not going to reserve anything because uh, it was my God that didn't reserve anything whenever he stretched forth his hands and allowed them to nail him to a cross and he gave up the ghost. He didn't hold anything back from me when he gave me salvation. Why, 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 and how could I hold anything back from him? He said, I will praise thee with my whole heart. <laughs> now, you see that? What marvelous thing has he done for you? You feel that? (laughs) It's on me. He said, it's on me. I'm going to praise you with my whole heart. But it's on me, Lord. I'm going to attempt in my feeble flesh to show forth. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on now. Is that how you're going to show forth all the marvelous works? Is that all you got? Is that it? Come on, that's it right there. Hey, 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 I got to show forth your marvelous works. Oh, from the beginning of the earth, how you form man out of the dust. That's a marvelous work. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There is a picture that I'm going to put up in my hangar that I took over Arizona heading to Albuquerque, New Mexico. This picture, I can't even explain this picture. It is so beautiful. The sun is coming up behind some thunderclouds. The orange glow, it cannot be painted. And I looked at that, and when I took that picture... Tears were in my eyes because I was looking at that going, that's some marvelous work. 
And Psalms 9, 1 says, I'm supposed to show forth all thy marvelous works. I can't do it just by sitting on the sideline. I can't do it with my mouth closed. I can't do it with my hand clasped in my lap. I've got to show forth his glory. I've got to tell of his glory. Why? Because he's done marvelous things. David knew how to praise. He knew how to sing and praise thy name. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But I'll tell you what, from the top of my voice in my pickup, I'll be singing. Lord, help anybody that hears, but I really don't care because I'm singing forth the praises of he who saved me. I'm singing forth the praises of him, he who reached me when I was unreachable, when they had given up on me. Oh, my God said, wait a second. Come on, Larry, let me bring you up a little higher. Come on, man, I got something for you. Hey, come up here, and it is that that I sing. He brought me out of a miry clay, and he set my feet on a rock to stay. I want you to know that I sing his praises. Because I have fallen in love with him. Oh, but David, man, after God's own heart, he knew what it was to be humble. For he said, one of his psalms, but I am a worm and no man. That I'm a reproach of men, despised of the people. David had enough relationship that whenever he had sinned, he could go before God and say, I'm but a worm. I'm not worthy to be in the position that you've put me in. But, oh, I'm going to put my trust in you for the answer. He had enough of a relationship, enough of a connection with God to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from my words of my roaring? He was saying, God, I've been asking you, I've been praying, I've been praying with a loud voice, God, you've not heard my roarings, but he knew, all I got to do is wait, for he said, how long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, will it be forever, how long wilt thou hide thy face from me, how long shall I take counsel of my soul, having my heart Daily with sorrow, how long shall thy enemy be exalted over me? He said, judge me. Oh, Lord. For I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. Therefore, I shall not slide. He said, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my heart. This is a man that was commanded to love the Lord. He could have got by with just that commandment, just loving the Lord. But he said, judge me. When I wake up in the morning, Lord, I want you to judge me. Before I close my eyes at night, I pray, God, judge me. See if there be any wicked way in me. God, I want you to remember your mercies. And have mercy on me, O oh God, according to thy loving kindness. 
according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. We need to get to the point to if and when we fall and we begin to repent that we remind God, Lord, before you judge me, remember your tender mercies. God, I'm standing before you, but Lord, I want you to know I love you and remember your loving kindness, Lord. Remember where you brought me from. I know I failed. I know I faltered. But, Lord, I've got enough of a relationship. I've fallen in love with you. And I know, Lord, that you're going to remember your loving kindness towards me. Man, after God's own heart said, wash me throughly from mine iniquity. Cleanse my sins from me. For I acknowledge my transgression, my sin is ever before me. If we're not careful in this distracted world that we live in, we'll let a little sin Apostle Paul said, get rid of the sin and the weight that does so easily beset you. We'll let a little weight, Raymond, get upon us. A little weight, and we'll start carrying that weight around. And we'll start carrying that sin around. Come to the house of God and feel a little tinge. Feel a little hair on the back of the neck rise up and walk out feeling okay. We're not careful. Will not acknowledge our sin. David said, I acknowledge my transgression and my sin. I know where I am and I know what I've done, but I'm calling on your loving kindness that will wash me throughly. We've got to fall in love with Him enough that we can take it to Him and say, God, you know I failed. God, I fail every day, but Lord, it's your loving kindness that's going to pick me up. We've got to tell Him. Every day that we love him, it's a relationship. Man, after God's own heart understood that this relationship could not just be one way. That this relationship, it can't be just me. Worshiping. It can't be just me with a loud voice when I wake up in the morning or when I worship and I praise and I audibly call out his name and I audibly praise him. That's not enough. While you're worshiping and while you're praising, You've got to get a moment to listen to the voice of God. You've got to take a moment and be willing to accept the, the answer that God gives you. You've got, to, you've got to sit back and say, okay, God, I've praised you and I've worshipped you. But, Lord, I'm asking you to lead me and guide me. And I can't be led. And I can't, I can't go down the paths of righteousness if you don't lead me. But I can't be led if I'm not listening to your word and listening to what you have to say. Got to have a relationship that is reciprocated. God talks. I talk. God talks. I listen. Sometimes I talk and I pray and I sing. God ain't talking. But oh, it's in that still small voice. He will. Return your call. He's going to answer, but you've got to give him time to answer. You've got to have enough of a relationship. You've got to fall in love with him enough that you will accept and, you'll under, and you will listen to what 
he is telling your heart and what he is leading you to do and guiding you to do, we must have a reciprocating relationship with God. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse number 15, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. I've fallen in love with him, folks. Here to say that I'm in this 100%. Given him my heart, I've fallen in love with him. Whatever commandments he has is what I want to do. For you see, his commandments, he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. What commandments? Matthew 28, 19 tells us that God commands us to go preach and baptize. In Luke, he said, baptizing and preaching the gospel. In Mark, talks about he commands you to be baptized and believing on his name. Jesus asked Peter in John chapter 21, Verse number 15, so when he had dined, Jesus said, saith unto Simon Peter, Simon, thou, or Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest I love thee. He saith unto him, feed my lambs. And he said, he saith to him again the second time, Jesus asked him, Simon, Son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter answers back, he saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said, Feed my sheep. Jesus asked him, he saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? This time Peter is grieved said unto him the third time. He was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? He said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. He was saying, Lord, you know that I was the one that walked out on the water. You know that I believed in you. You know I had enough love for you then that I trusted you enough to step out of the boat and begin to walk to you. Lord, you know that I'm the one that cut off the ear of the soldier. You know that I'm the one that was there for you. And yet you're asking me again, do you love me? Very important that Jesus said, feed my sheep. Jesus given him the food to feed the sheep. We find in Acts chapter 2 and verse 37 that Peter stood up with the 11, and he's doing what Jesus commanded him. He was feeding the people, and, his, and God's sheep did it. Ask him, what shall we do? Because they said, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts, and they said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said unto them, repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you and unto your children, to all them that are far off, even as many as the God, our God shall call. What are you doing, Peter, standing up with the 11? He said, I'm doing what God commanded me to do. I'm feeding the sheep. I'm giving them what God gave me, and that's repentance and baptism in his name. In Acts chapter 10, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word, and they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was, ooh, I'm a Gentile. That just hit me. The Jews were astonished because that on the Gentiles 
also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. I don't know how many Jews we have in this house tonight, but I am a Gentile, and I'm so glad that the Holy Ghost was poured out towards me, that was given to me, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I'm so glad that one day he called me. For, he, for they had heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord, and they prayed with them in certain days. What was Peter doing? He was loving the Lord and keeping his commandments. What was Cornelius doing? He was a man that loved God. He was keeping his commandments. He was keeping the commandments of God. He said, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments. As we stand in this house and I come to a close, falling in love, Stacy and I have been married 32 years. When she she works from home now, but though I don't, I, I don't do it as often as I should do. I, I was kind of cute the other day. I thought I was cute. I sent her a dozen or, or two dozen roses. Pretty cool, huh? It was a picture. It was three dozen, three dozen roses. It was a picture, and I texted it to her. So that's pretty cool. It can cost me nothing. I hijacked that off of somebody else's deal. But. When she worked in the office, I had a credit card on file at the florist, and I would call them. They would know who I am and where it was going to automatically, and I would send her flowers. I cooked breakfast for her almost every weekend and serve it to her in bed. Needless to say, Stacy Kaufman is spoiled. Anything she wants, I will do my very, very best to make it happen. And if you don't believe that she's truly spoiled, you can ask her. She'll tell you. If anyone should know that they are loved, it would be her. Talking about a relationship. Every morning before I go to work, if I'm home, walk over to her side of the bed, kiss her on the forehead or the cheek, tell her I love her. Walk out the door. It was not too long ago, maybe a year ago, that I don't know why she was tired. She had worked late. I don't. I think it was after a Women's Day event deal. Whatever reason, I let her sleep. Didn't kiss her. Didn't tell her that I loved her. Walked out the door. Went about my day. Phone call. Or a text, I don't really remember what. She said, you didn't tell me you loved me this morning, and I missed my kiss. That's what God's looking for. He's looking for that interaction, that every day. He spoils us, folks. God's, we are spoiled people God gives to us. His blessings are unbelievable what he gives to us. We are truly spoiled in the spirit. For you see, it just wasn't enough for all the outward flowers. It just didn't seem to be enough. Breakfast in bed. 
just didn't seem to be enough. That whatever I can do to make whatever she wants happen, happen. It was that audible. You didn't tell me that you loved me. And I missed that. As I open these altars, each and every one of us in this house are guilty of not telling Jesus I love you enough. I think we should make our way down to the front as they begin to sing. Reconsecrate, rededicate. Them, God, I love you. There ought to be an audible roar right now in this house With as Jesus, we begin to say, God, I need you. Falling in love. It's not mom and dad's With relationship, Jesus, young people, that's enough. You gotta build your home. We want revival in this house. We want revival in this city. It's going to take a relationship that grows every day. It's going to keep the commandments of God. God, you commanded me. I want to do what you've commanded me to do. Actual conversation. If you're seeking the Holy Ghost in this house tonight, the only way you're going to receive it if you open your mouth, you got to open your mouth and audibly pray. It's going to take more than holiness, more than personal conviction. It's going to take a deeper walk going to take a man after God's own heart, a young person after God's own heart, a woman after God's own heart. Friend, sir, ma'am, if you love him, keep his commandments. The plan is set for repent. Be baptized. Receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost by evidence of speaking in tongues. Not my words. That's Jesus' commandments. Jesus, I love you. He's one to draw us closer. He's one to draw you closer. He wants a relationship. Are you feeling disconnected? This tonight he's saying, hey, I want to have a conversation. Hey, I want you to speak to me and I want to speak to you. I have what you need. I am what you need. God, I love you. Oh. 